Welcome back, everybody, or welcome to, I guess, for a lot of you, KGB Cast Season 3. It's been a good, uh, solid six months or so since the last time I hopped on the No, not that long. Four months, maybe, since I hopped on the cast. Uh, we skipped it for CCC, didn't find a need for it. So today we're back. A new look, obviously. We're on the Twitch, we're up with the updated graphics, the KGB Cast. And, uh, Welcome to the cast, I guess I could say. Quick note here, though. We are an official uh, CGL podcast now, representing the T3 community. Uh, so it should be a great time here for today. 
Uh, so let's just get right into this. Obviously, I wasn't planning on a guest, but last minute, Goldhound asked if he could hop on. So, Goldhound, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself first, because a lot of them know me already. Hi, what's up, you? Um, Goldhound7, um, what's your date? I'm playing flex support or off tank or main tank or something for ignition this season. I was the captain of L13 Diamonds for like four or five seasons, four or five playoff runs. Um, one-time champion, well, two-time champion, three-time finalist, uh, if you count T3. But yeah, I'm garbage at the game, but I kind of know some stuff, so hi. Yeah, uh, so like I talked about a little earlier, some changes to the podcast this season. We're going more community-oriented, going to have guests on new every week, power rankings. We're going to have interviews, actually, from uh, captains. I'm going to message them after the matches, uh, just get a little bit of words about, especially for an upset type of game, uh, stuff like that of the sort. Uh CGL podcast now. It's just a great opportunity for me. I get more resources. Uh, Cooley's hooked me up with that, so it's such a great opportunity for me to get into this more podcasting scene. Uh, and that's really it for the changes. So with that being said, let's just jump straight into what everybody is looking for. Power rankings, your preseason power rankings, pretty of the norm. Uh, little scuff graphics still working on them. And you'll notice that not every team is listed here. I only did the teams that I personally know about. Notably, PS4 teams are missing and one of the Xbox teams, which I didn't know too much about. So I'll just run through them. Then we can talk about it a little bit more. These are my power rankings because it was so late. I didn't get a chance to do Goldhounds. So we'll start it out. Atlas T2 at the one spot. Ignition Pyro at the two spot. No one T2 at the three spot. Apollo T4. T2 at the four spot. Inferno Fury at the five spot with a tier break in between that. Coliseum Gladiators at 6, Saga at 7, Trib at 8, Chimera 9, uh, Phrase Warriors Rocker at 10, another tier break, Codenames Delta at 11, Zenith at 12, Cyanic at 13, Deadbeats of Overwatch 14, Crimson Sky 15, and finally another tier break to our number 16 team Meat Shield. <laughs> Alright, Goldhound, my personal power rankings, tell me what you would change or your thoughts on something that I put too high, too low, etc. Um, so, right now, I think your 1-2 spots are pretty good. Um, I think to start the season, Atlas might have the edge over Ignition, but I do think that'd be such a fun game to see going into, like, week three. I've been pushing that. I really want to see that. Um, you know, looking at this Inferno roster, I think they could make the jump over Apollo. Apollo is a lot of veterans, but it's also, you know, sort of hit or miss and a little bit mediocre. Um, I think they're still not top tier, but, um, definitely could see Inferno making the jump. Um, so, as for Gladiators, I don't know too much, but I've seen a lot of them around that 6 or 7 spot. I think that's pretty solid. No one, I think, might be adding another DPS. That's what I've heard. They might be making an upgrade there. So, I like them in that 3 spot for sure. Saga will be consistently decent. Probably borderline playoffs. I don't know if they're going to go far in it. Trib, I like. Chimera Funk, I haven't seen too much. Phrase might be a surprise. Phrase usually puts out a pretty good roster. Just based on history, I think they can make a jump a couple spots, but I don't, I'm not too familiar with their players this season. Um, Zenith, I've heard a lot of teams might be looking to jump ship, or a lot of players might be looking to jump ship on Zenith. So I think they might take a drop or even drop out. I'm not too sure, though. Cyanic? I feel like if it's anything like the Cyanic T3 team could actually make a jump just because they have that experience if it's any of the same players. 
Crimson Sky, I have no hope for. And yeah, Meat Shield, a clear bottom here. Yeah, I mean, let's just start off where you left off at. Meat Shield is going to be in that 16 spot for me personally because I think it's like a, what, 2,700 average team? And that's just automatically that's... low. Like, it's like in T3, those teams that sign up like 3,100 SR mm-hmm. average. It's like barely yeah. T2 teams. Uh, Crimson Sky up next. Uh, it has some of that core from Crimson Crew, who has been competing the last two seasons and had very, very bad success. So that's why they're low. I do really like yeah. the main tank in Ray. Ray is a good main tank, but like, yeah. it's really like, can a main tank carry you through the entire season to a playoff berth? No. I can see them getting like three, four yeah. wins. That's it. It's, it's only Ray, exactly, yeah. Like, I love Ray. Ray's a great player, but that's it. Uh, Deadbeats, uh, this is a team of, it's kind of like half of Saga T1 from last season, who was a very good team. Uh, I'm going to double check on this roster. I should have it pulled up. But I believe it's Laura CBAA. Um, do you know anybody else that I'm missing off the top of my head? I know Ninja was on as a coach, and I thought he was a player. He is not. He's playing for Saga. It's Deadbeats. I've got the roster open, so I can look at it real quick. I'm opening it up right now. I'm not prepared. I'm going to be honest. Deadbeats yeah, same. Sorry, just welcome. Ninja, Ninja's managing them, so they have... Ninja is their manager. Obviously, he was really successful as the captain of Pack Academy. They also do have Black J, another Pack Academy season seven veteran. Dawn so shot, I do that's like what those. I was of too. He was a T one move up for sorry T one rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like uh, I like Deadbeats a little bit. I think they have some upside. Not as much upside as some of the teams ahead of them though. Cyanic at thirteen. Uh, I don't know. I was I didn't pay attention to the roster last T3 season, but I know they were dropping down to T2. And from what I heard, they just got rolled in T3 because they were a T2 team. Oh, they were, yeah. Um, they had no business being there. I think they might have been in Hearts Division and they just got obliterated by us. Yeah. Last uh, next up, Zenith. I was going to have this team actually a lot higher, higher especially because they had Kurosin, B5, and I like both those players. They're pretty solid players. But Beef just left and joined Relentless T3. And I know uh, Crows is LFT, so that's why they're down here. Yeah, I think you can agree too. Mm-hmm. That's why when I said their players were looking to jump ship, I had those tunes specifically in mind. I mean, I think positive could be okay for them. Positive factor. Um, Dylan, though, I mean, that's Shelly as captain for the last couple of years. That's eh. I, I'm not seeing too much that I'm impressed by here. Nothing's really jumping out at me. And their their top player at the moment is looking to jump ship, like you said. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Delta, this is a team that I know I have very low right now, and that's just because their current floor, I just don't see it. It's a T1 move-up team, but then again, this is your T1 All-Stars. This is a ton of All-Star players from T1 that are moving up, looking to be solid. I could definitely see these guys peaking 6, 7, 8, maybe. Maybe even up into that top 5, but right now, they're really low for me. Uh, I like some of their players. Like I like Shunk. I like Carr as a T2 prospect. Uh, I like Ultra Blue. I like Ultra. I think Ultra is a really good main tank, especially for T2 as a move up. Or sorry, rookie. We're not using move up term anymore. We're using rookie. Uh, I think I think move up had a, like a sort of a negative connotation, so we're moving away from it. What are your thoughts on Delta? Uh, Codename's Delta. Um, so I actually like this team a lot. I think I like Ultra Blue, like you said. I think tried out for Ignition was there when I was there for a little bit. Actually, really impressed me. Okay, I just had to make sure I wasn't getting yelled at. Cool. Um, so I like Ultra B here. Um, I really like Ghost as a player. I worked with him a lot on T1. He's probably one of my favorites coming off of that L13 one, L13 Spades roster. I also do like Fatal Blaze. Obviously, the second D- DPS to his fancy, but was still definitely a really solid player um, for that team. Car, I looked at as a main tank. I think 
main tanks are really rare. Um, you know, just looking at their LFT, they look pretty good. Um, so hopefully gonna find something there. And I also have, like rounded Impala, who I don't think a lot of people know. He was on um, Crows one for CC season. I'm pretty sure for this last CCC season, yeah. he was on Crows, and they made finals. They beat uh, the so-called best team, which was Pigeon at the time, which was an all-star roster, like you would see mm -hmm. for an off-season tournament like that. Yeah, I think like I think Grounded Impala definitely could surprise a lot of people. Um, not necessarily will. Shunk, I'm a bit if you're on was solid for hearts but or for spades, but I don't know. I think there's still a lot more to improve on and improve here. I think they definitely can make a jump. I like some of their players. A lot of these teams are like I think Codename Delta and I think Deadbeats could really benefit by picking up some T two veterans in the three K. I think those teams could make a big jump if they decide to take it to the next step and really you know, SR average isn't everything, but you know. Yeah. It is something. I think adding a couple of those players, adding a couple of veterans to that team could really make a jump for both of them into the top six, top ten range. Yeah, for sure. Uh next team up on my list is gonna be Phrase. Uh I'm a little lower on this team because they have a lot of uh rookie players here. But the two that I was really high on that made me put them a little higher than some of these other teams was uh legit Twinkie and um Luzi. Uh they're veteran players. I think Luzi's been in the tournament scene for a long time, and I think Twinkie has as well. I remember him from my first season. Mm -hmm. He was a junk player on Guardians. Uh, I just really like those two players to this team. They add like that leadership figure, and some of these rookies can really use that. That's some of what the uh, lower teams on this list are lacking. Um. So, personally, I'm not a huge. So I don't. I'm not a huge on legit Twinkie here. I really like Lucy Wills. I think that's going to be a big support presence. You're going to like that, especially on. Like you said, it's a lot of move-ups. Um, Nomi, I recognize from the OG phrase day, is probably going to be taking a backseat to Lucy, though, for most of the season. Um, Student Tears is another name that I recognize. Looks like they're going to have to be stepping up. They're going to be... I believe um, he was on the Cronus Goats championship roster, wasn't he? I could be crazy here. I think it's... They have their pronouns listed as she, her. Um, oh. Which I, I, I literally just have their profile up, and that's the only way I know it, but I figured I'd just point it out since I've got yeah. it open. Um, yes. But yeah, but so I think um, she's going to be... She's going to have to be one of their better players. I don't know too much. I do just recognize the name. There's another team, again, you look at max pickup 3085. Like, use that SR if you're going to be making these teams because you really don't have a reason not to. Yeah, uh... I like to keep my average right at 32.99.833333 repeated. Such a great number. That's the max you can have, yeah. by the way, if you guys didn't know that. Next up, Chimera Funk. Uh, these guys are BA veterans. They've been competing for two BA seasons, I want to say now. Season 4 and Season 5. I Sounds... Think. I know their Season 5 roster. I think they came out with, like, Mudkip on Widow. It was very interesting, to I say the least. Season four. I think it was Season 4. I think it was 4, yeah. Yeah. Mudkip um, did slap on the Widowmaker, I will not lie. <laughs> Mudkip Widowmaker was... I think Mudkip Widowmaker might have bodied Chip low-key. It was very funny. I was sitting watching clubs play them, and... Remember, that, that caused some bad blood. It's very interesting. But, God, I'm just trying to find them. This is a lot of, uh, this is a lot of rookies on this team. Mandalorian, Puce Turtle, and Any Weefy were all on their T1 roster. Which I didn't really pay much attention to T one BA, but from what I've heard, they were maybe semi finalists or like third place mm. in that tournament. Do you know by any chance? I think that's what it was. I don't have anything off the top of my head. I'm gonna be honest. I drifted away from the T one scene a bit, but just whenever you hear T one move up slash T two rookie, you have to be thinking 
you know, you have to be thinking, what's the coaching staff and what's the veteran players around them? Who's going to make them T2 players? Because a lot of these players definitely can. But generally, I, I actually, you know, I'll just touch on this now. I don't like differentiating between T2 rookie and T1 move up. I think T1 move up, you know, it, it, it has a negative connotation, but it kind of tells you, is this person someone that just hopped into T2 or someone that got found off of ranked? Or is this a console watch person moving up in the ranks? That's what... Because, you know, I think you're going to see, if you say a T2 rookie versus a T1 move-up, you know, T1 move-ups, I think they have that bit more of experience, but they also kind of have to relearn a little bit of different stuff. But it's really just what veteran presence can Funk put around them. I think Diamond Eye is there, right? That's yeah, going to be someone. Eye, he's a main tank player, I think, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to, he, he bounced main tank and DPS. And, um, but yeah, I think he's going to be, if he's playing main tank, I think that's huge. I think that's something that a lot of teams are going to struggle with. Just not even because he's that good, but just because they're so rare right now for T2. And a lot of the T2 tanks are going to be players that have played in T1 recently or haven't played console watch. Diamond Eye just, uh, sorry, uh, approve or abbreve, whatever you want to call him. Diamond Eye, yeah. off tank, he just told me. I don't know if you saw that in chat. Diamond Eye's, okay, yeah. Then, hmm. Uh, that's interesting. I don't know why they're using that on off tank. Personally, I think, I think you're Pius better off. This is a main tank. That's why they're running in Puce main tank, Puce turtle, uh, rookie. Okay. I could be wrong on that, obviously. Once I get codes, I have a better representation of what's going on. But I yeah. have been... <laughs> yes, Lee said Puce is a main tank. So yeah, I was right on that. Uh, okay, if up... they have a main tank that they're confident on, yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving up, Tribulation. This is literally... I'm pre- I've am i never seen any of these players. Uh, I've played with a couple of them when I was trialing for Shrib. Uh, and main person, I want to pr- uh, point out Goofy, their main tank. He played in a T3 scrim when we needed to fill T3 internal... He didn't. He was obviously it's T three. It's not going to be great, but he held his weight yeah. on all the main tanks, which is interesting. Like he wasn't alphaing, and he had a little bit of concepts wrong mm-hmm. in his head. But he honestly was a solid main tank. I can see this guy hard carrying. And then some of their DPS players have a lot of promise, like um, Panda and uh, Taka. Those are the big two for me. Mm-hmm. Especially, I mean, I've got this roster up, and you're looking at the coaching staff. You're looking at some pretty impressive names here. This is they've yeah, this is Cosmic. So they're going to have Cosmic, QZ, Managing, Oni Chans. That's going to be another, I think, T4, T5 player, right? Yeah, T5. Yeah, so- uh, yeah. Sock. And then they're going to have... So that's, you know... They have Bex coaching here, T3 experience. And then they have Blocko, of course, on DPS. Um, but just looking at that coaching staff, I think it's promising. I think Trib usually ends up being pretty mid-tier in everything they do, except for T3 last season. They had a good team, but they also had JP Pareda. It was probably raising the second some eyebrows. Tracer in T3 last season for sure. Yeah, JP Parade was highly skilled. But, you know, this is another team 31 35 maximum pickup. Like, spend that you know, this is <laughs> Exactly. This is, this is a, a lot of these teams. You look at them and you're like, does someone just not have their account registered? Do you have someone that you're kind of not able to show us yet? But a lot of these teams could definitely benefit and climb from just picking up some sort of 3k player um obviously not any 3k player but someone that fits what you need you know you can you have the sorry to spend they had brie on the roster okay that makes sense brie was good uh brie was a support yeah brie's a flex support player i'm pretty sure who also plays and there's definitely some flex supports on the market um right now i'd imagine i mean that and main tank are kind of dried up markets but 
it should still be solidly open. Yeah. They can definitely find someone to fill up that spot. I'm not too worried about it. I think if they find a right person, they can make a jump. And yeah, like if you're looking at the market right now, there's definitely some people just looking through LFT. But yeah, like there's this one guy I had him try out for Lunar CCC who ended up winning it. His name's Curry Liaison. I don't know how you pronounce it. It's kind of a weird name. He was actually pretty solid on off tank and main tank. Uh, he's a little higher. I think he's close to 32, but he's a pretty 32. solid player. Oh, My only question mark is that person. Hmm, I'm I'm debating how much I want to say on them. Think they might be a surf. Yeah. So I had DMs with them, and they had tried out for Theseus before. Uh, they had tried out for Theseus, and so I I'm pretty sure I know whose account this is. Oh. But I I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's the same person. They said some stuff about it, so I'm just like. Take it with a grain of salt is what you're hearing. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say, oh, this person is a smurf, avoid them, but just I it's just a weird situation where I know I have DMs with them and I know who I had those DMs with. So I'm kinda like you were a tier four or a tier three thirty four hundred player with whoever was on this account before. This Discord account. But I don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah. So I'm not gonna say makes too sense. much. Makes sense, yeah. Moving up, Saga. This is a team I'm kind of high on when I see people really low on. They got some uh, T1 move-up slash rookies in Diddy and uh, Teague from the Saga T1 team. Uh, those were two of the better players. Obviously, they weren't Rogues, who was their Masters player on the roster, but I Diddy's a promising hitscan prospect here, and Teague is an interesting main tank player. Uh, along with that, they do have uh, Sparheart, who could also play main tank or off tank. Zapdos, uh, Ninja... And Can of Soup, who's a solid flex support. Uh, these are your T2 GOATs finalists, so that's why they're going to be start uh, really high. Uh, and mm -hmm. I also really like this coaching staff. Soul, Soul Eater Queen, Fishface Gecko, Hibachi, and Zany Legend. Those are all, like, really that's... good T4 players. Mm -hmm. So, if I'm looking at that, yeah, I'm. you're right. I'm seeing Zany Legend, I'm seeing Hibachi, and I know you've got some, some experience in that coaching staff. Stat. God damn it. Um, ETN. I recognize they were the captain of a team a long time ago. Um, they were on Shadow Wolves, weren't they? They were. They were on Shadow Wolves, and they were the captain of some team well before that. Some team that competed in um like CCC CCC ladder season one. God, I'm just not speaking English today. But so they've been around the scene for a long time. I believe they're an off tank type of player. Um, definitely someone who's pretty solid when we played against them. Um, but yeah, if they have Sparheart, Ninja, I like as a player. It just as a captain, more almost. Or I don't even know if they're captain, but coaching figure. me. A leadership figure. He's a yeah, player that's... on this team. Yeah, you know exactly. It's Saga. It's the you know it's the mod org. That's what that's what it is. And you know they're gonna be that. Still have a ton of cap space to work with. Thirty-two fifty is their max pickup. Um, definitely can be climbing the ranks, especially if they find the right player to fill that thirty-two fifty role. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, moving up to our number six seed, this is going to be the Coliseum Gladiators. A lot of people don't know this, but this is going to be um, Dynasty. It's like old Dynasty roster. They separated from mm -hmm. Ty and the Dynasty work after what happened with him. Yeah. If you don't know about it, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Community members, a lot of us know what's going on with him. But they actually were a semi-finalist in CCC. They were tied with no one T2 for map differential, map uh, record, everything. So they had to play a tiebreaker. Mm -hmm. So they ended up getting the third seed, made it to semis. Played no one close for a 3-0 series. Uh, and the main reason why they're starting high, power rankings-wise, is that synergy. They've been playing together for a CCC season. They did not change anything on their roster. The entire roster is the same top to bottom. 
Yeah, so when I look at this team, we played against them a really long time ago with Diamonds just for fun at one point. I remember they impressed me back then, and so this is the same core, then I think this is really gonna be an impressive team. Um, also, sorry, this is the last thing I can do, at least talking, because I just got the text that my buddy's here. But yeah, but I mean, we played against this team back, back when Ty was running it and back when it was those players. But if it's a similar core, then it's going to be pretty impressive. Yeah, we for sure know their floor. We just got to see what their peak is eventually. Thank you for hopping exactly. on. I'll finish it off for the rest of the podcast. I'll see you later. See you later, Ignition on top. All right, moving on to our next roster. A roster I'm fairly high on. I know a lot of people are as well. It's going to be Inferno Fury. Let me find them here on the roster spreadsheet. Inferno Fury, headlined by, honestly, I'm going to say their DPS line, which is going to be Luxrain uh, and Insidious. I recognize Insidious because he played for, he's a big BA player. I believe he has played for Labyrinth, Daedalus, and Deep Dive. I could be wrong on that. Fact check me there. Uh... On that one, uh, they also got Team Akatech. I recognize that name. I'm pretty sure he might be a tank player. And then uh, T1 move ups in Shadowburn, Tackless Safe 8, and uh, Cyber Uplink. I think Cyber's more of a uh, de- of a uh, developmental player. Hopefully, he can step in, rotate a little bit more once he's got a little bit more stuff on him. But obviously, headlines on this roster is going to be that DPS line of Insidious and. Uh, Sorry, Luxrain. And I do enjoy their coaching staff as well. Dark Phantom 2355. He's a really good Reinhardt player. If he can put some of his aggressiveness into uh, into his uh, main tank and team back or attack, whoever ends up playing it. Uh, and then uh, their other coach, Titan Ben, one of the top T3 off tanks. Obviously, he's not going to get compared to people like Cryo and... Uh, Shadow and uh, Purple Panther, but he was really up there. T3 champions right there. Uh, that's all I got to say about Inferno. Now this next team, Apollo. I'm going to go like super in-depth on this team because they are my most promising team outside of the top two, which is Atlas and Ignition right now. And they can still have a lot of SR to spend here. So headlining this roster, in my opinion, has got to be that star hit skin player on uh, uh, Zenvo. Zenvo is such a phenomenal, mechanically gifted player. Uh, he's just really mechanically gifted. And if you compare him with some of the coaches they on the on, they have on that roster to maybe work on his positioning, work on his game sense, he could be your best tits again uh, in T2 by a mile. Uh, some of the coaching on this roster, Saberfang, uh, Solvers, um, and Rugby, and Rome Treehouse, a lot of good players that you know, Rugby T3 champion. Next up on their roster, I want to go to their uh, tank line. It's going to be, uh, as far as I know right now, it's just Viper, and I believe End is a tank. Uh, I'm really high on Viper as a T2 prospect. Uh, he's really, really uh, solid on the Zarya, and if he can transfer those skills over to characters like Diva and Sigma, he could be a above-average T2 off-tank, I believe. Um, <laughs> the rest of their DPS line, KN, Jamie F, uh, Dylan6621. I really like those two. Uh, rotation between the two, keeping Zenvo in full-time would be ideal, in my opinion. I've played it with Dylan a lot. He's a really solid player, and Jamie is a T1 prospect. Played really well in Wars last season, uh, and that's I really like this roster overall. Then you add Dagnabbit, who was really solid for Labyrinth and Apollo T1 last season. Uh, and then, finally, Aneko. He's a T1 champion 
with uh, Apollo T1 and TT7. I believe he didn't play last season, and he's back for this season. He's a really solid DPS player. Or, sorry, support player. I cannot talk. Moving up to the number three spot, we're going to have no one T2. And literally, this team is put here on the back of two players. It's going to be Jay. Great player. I've coached them through CCC. I really would have liked them to have, a have on Atlas, but we just didn't have the SR space. And they went with no one. They're captaining no one this season. They are just a great flex support player. Solid on all four of them. And should be one of, if not the best one. You're going to headline that with uh, people like Ross KD, upcoming prospect on main tank. Um, and uh, an Commando Taco, who's one of the better in off tanks this season. Uh, he's going to play super well this season, especially if he can get synergy with Rost. And uh, he's very, very, very good. Uh, moving on to the next roster. It's going to be Ignition. Uh, your top two teams right now. It really is just Ignition and Atlas bolstering these top two teams right now. Ignition people will argue for Ignition. Atlas will always argue for Atlas on top. Uh, but let's go to Ignition next. Ignition headlined by your veterans of Goldhound 7. And one second. Sorry, I'm just opening the roster. My throat's getting really dry here, so it's getting a little harder to talk. Goldhound 7 and um, Lux here on the support. Goldhound is playing everything, apparently. From what I've heard, uh, though, some of their star players are going to be Slump and Rock. I'm just going to call him Rock. His name's too long to pronounce on the hitscan and the off tank. A lot of T1 rookies on this team. The only issue I foresee on this roster right now is that consistent main tank player. Same thing goes with Apollo here. Uh, they don't really have that consistent main tank yet. They do have a little bit of SR to work with. Uh, and the coaching staff is great as well. They have um, they have Coolies, uh, a brief. I still don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to call you S8 uh, or Ant. Let's call you Ant. And then they also have um, OK Axel on, uh, on coaching as well. Uh, overall solid roster should be competing with Atlas for the entire season for sure. Uh, and finally, moving on to my team that I know the most about. Call me biased all you want. Um, Atlas T2. I'll just start top to bottom. Not going to give away too much, obviously. Uh, goggles for the win. He is your the best main tank for sure going into the season. Two-time champion. Uh, one BA, one CCC. Was great on the off tank last season. Uh, converting full-time to main tank this season. He's just a phenomenal all-around main tank. Can play all four to the best of his ability. Just a phenomenal player. Uh, Lakes. Lakes is going to be a consistent piece on this roster. Veteran. I know him as early as I believe he played for Lucky13T1 back in the day. Uh, he's just a great, consistent Sigma, Diva, and Zarya player. Moving on to our DPS line, we have anything. Uh... Veteran player, Lucky13, once again, taking a core of Lucky13's BA roster that did decently well until all their main tanks either left or got banned. Uh, and then Drybones from Blueprint. Uh, he was okay on the Blueprint roster. Uh, a lot of people want to point to Aeropulse being the reason why that team was so good. Uh, Drybones was a big part of that as well. Finally, on support, we have Rock from Nakoma, who was a TBA finalist. And finally, we have... Um, Thornton's on main support, uh, also on Nakoma. He is switching from DPS to main support for this upcoming season, uh, stuff like that. And now, honestly, the highlight of Atlas tooting my own horn a little bit here. Uh, it's got to be this coaching staff, man. You got K2, 
KGB president, uh, winner of CCC season two, head coach. You have Skipper. Uh, Skipper won with event, uh, with Event Horizon, Pandorum, BA, and um, you also have Annexy, who was the head coach of Atlas G2 last season, brought them new height, as well as uh, Timmy Tails and NSB United, uh, which a lot of you are going to know that team. So overall, this is just a really solid roster. I know I'm hyping this up a lot, but I'm really, 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 really excited about this season for us because I think we're just, just going to be a great season all around. <laughs> So with that being said, those are your preseason power rankings for uh, CGL MTT9 KGB cast. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, moving on, we are gonna go to our next thing. Preseason preds, we gotta skip. Obviously, schedule is not out yet, um, so it's fine. But now, how to be on the cast? Uh, so every week, I'll be having a new guest. Three max, uh, actually maybe even four max, because I know last season during the finale we had like eight Atlas people on at once, and it was very hectic. So I'm kind of looking to have like three max. Uh, just DM me. Uh, we can set up a time. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be mostly Mondays around this time, so you don't have to worry about missing scrims or anything like that. And uh, yeah, we're gonna be going like through the normal stuff: introductions, uh, power rankings, your predictions mid-season rankings, stuff like that, all that kind of stuff that you would normally see on a podcast, except we're going to be more community-oriented. We'll be taking interviews, stuff like that, etc. So uh, before we leave, we've only been recording for about 37 minutes. Uh, any questions you guys have uh, about power rankings, uh, don't ask me about Atlas strats, I won't be revealing that kind of stuff, etc. Uh, throw them down in chat, I'll try to respond to as many as possible. Atlas Strat Reveal. Well, we are going to be running a lot of Symmetra Bastion uh, comps. Uh, and we're going to be running Thorn on Brig 100% of the time. And Rock is only ever going to be touching Mercy. Uh, Taco 2. Do I see any teams that could disappoint? Um, pff, disappoint. Um, I think that a team that could maybe disappoint is possibly. Um, Got to think about this for a minute. I think no one could potentially disappoint. I really like their two pieces in Commando Taco and Jay, but I'm not sure about their DPS line. And with the powerhouses that um, that are in this league, DPS wise, their DPS line is a little underwhelming, in my opinion. Um, how does a Vency addition? add to ignition i just think it changes your dps rotation a little bit because right now what i'm seeing is uh quaker and um rock duo i need to pull up your roster again i'm sorry uh with maybe i don't know who else would rotate in on dps so it's just those two it adds a third dps option into the rotation that's it what will run the season i think flex support says slime uh I think it's going to be a flex support run season that, yeah, for sure. There's so much talent on that role. And, uh, I think, I think that's going to be for sure. Like just off the top of my head right now, top five flex supports, no, in no particular order. Uh, Atlas rock J, um, gold town seven. If chief and editor ends up playing, he's going to be up there. Um, yeah, that's, that's it there. And, uh, 
do I mess with mentality overwatch coaching ignition? Well, it depends on what role he's coaching. Like, um, I'm not going to lie. If he's a head coach and he's coaching it full time, then yeah, I mess with it. But if Matt's only giving like 50% of his effort, it's not going to be good as good as some of the other coaching that's giving 100% of their effort to it. Um, all right, next up, what is the best org community wise? Well, if you're asking me what the best org community wise is, I think I'm legally, uh, obligated to say that Atlas has the best community and that you should join our discord server. Uh, if you need an invite DM slime on discord, his discord is, um, where is he at? His Discord is slime, all lowercase, hashtag 4096. So I want you all to DM him. I want slime to have 300 notifications in the next five minutes, please. Oh, uh, I think main tank is going to be running a very important taco. Okay, I would agree with you, but there's not very many main tanks this season at all. Uh, most people have kind of like fallen out of the role, if that makes any sense. So I think it would, like in past seasons where there's been so much main tank challenge, it's uh, ridiculous um, <laughs> versus uh, this season where main tank has kind of fallen off. How do you think Brexit will impact the T2 bottom half of off-tank, console watch off-tank players? Uh, Brexit. I think that's like something with the British thing. I don't know. I don't care about British people. British people are the worst. Stego Roar. I agree. Stego Roar. Uh, by the way, if Stego wasn't banned, he would be a very good main tank option for y'all. Stego is the biggest Ryan Arisa Chad I have ever met. I like Australians personally. Who is your rookie of the year for T2 and what from what you have seen too far? Uh, are we talking CGL rookies here or T1 move ups or just rookie players in general? Um, if it's like a main tank, if it's like rookies who have never played the game before, I don't really know anybody. But overall, rookies from like uh, first season in T2. Um, I'd personally have to go from CGL seasons. Um, I'd have to go with uh, either Rock. Yeah, I think Rock on the flex support for Atlas, he's going to be really solid. Or um, maybe even one of the uh, people from Codenames, really impressing. Or even somebody from Ignition. Or might, honestly, if Zenvo even. Zenvo could be such a phenomenal player. This is his first CGL season, I believe. Um... So yeah, uh, I really think that uh, Zenvo could be a potential Rookie of the Year candidate, or Rookie of the Season, whatever. Oh, uh, he was on Elk last season. I believe he was for a couple weeks, so I mean, I guess he doesn't comp then, uh, count then, which is unfortunate. But like, if he wasn't, I would definitely put Zenvo. I think he's going to have a really solid season. Um, another player is probably Shunk, maybe, or Ultra Blue. This is his first T2 season. I, I'm probably missing out on some obvious person, and y'all are going to, like, yell at me. 
But like it's once I get codes and opportunities uh, for the matches, which are probably going to be like weeks late, I'm going to start reviewing those and getting like your potential players, stuff like that, too. Ghostly from Hone Cone uh code names. Yeah, he's probably gonna be solid. Uh there's a lot of solid players this season. Like when I was first seeing the couple first couple signups, I wasn't too high on the T two this season. But it'll it'll be a solid season. I don't think it'll reach the pikes uh piece that MTC seven or MTT eight did, but it will be a solid. The best Australian T two player. Um I don't know who any Australians who play T two are. Um Maybe it's that, like, the Citrus guy. I forgot what his name was, but he used to run a team for a while that never signed up for tournaments. The Citrus Crew guy. Yeah, him. That's the best Australian T2 player. Oh, uh, Stego, your MTT should be over in, like, November so you can appeal your ban. Yeah, Stego, it's unfortunate. You would have been really good this season, man. I was really looking forward to see you play. You're so good, Stego. CCC champion, Stegosaurus, roar. Uh, Spirit, are you, uh, the most boosted player ever? I don't know, are you, man? You should, honestly, Spirit, I would look for one of those teams that's, like, lower average. Try and prove your worth again in a lower tier team. So, like, maybe if your effective lowers the next season or something like that, you can get on one of those better rosters if you're proving your worth. Like, kind of like an MX Chlorine from the T3 scene where he was on a really bad roster and, um, Deimos but ended up being really good on like a lucky 13 kind of style of team where they picked him up, knew he had potential like that. Six of you versus three of coolies and three of briefs. I don't know what uh, coolies and uh, a briefs uh, body mass looks like, but uh, all I'm saying is I would win in a fight, like a fist fight. Thank you, Stego. That was very cool. Thank you, Stego. <laughs> Is he actually? Now I want to see a picture of uh, his body mass. No saying racial slurs. Thank you, Stego. I will now be deleting that message. Um, that was really nice, Stego. I don't know how to delete messages. Never mind. Ignore what Stega said, guys. Ideas for prizes. What do you mean, prizes? Like, uh, honestly, maybe at like the end of the season, like maybe I throw in a little prize for uh, winning like the KGB Cast MVP award. Um, <laughs> for potential community uh, competitions, like. Okay, 
So personally, uh, I know I'm going to have like an MVP award. I'm probably going to end up giving that person like 100 owl tokens as like a reward or whatever, you know. Um, and then for uh, for like community competitions, I'd say like a role in the Discord server, something like that. Uh, I know I'm also going to have the KGB All-Stars, which instead of being more like a community-driven event, is I'm just literally going to take the 12 best players from the entire tier and have them play each other in a 6v6 style for a couple maps, probably cast it, it'll be really cool. No, I can't, I can't do that as fancy. I have to be more community oriented this season. Uh, no more shit talking sweet Ikea, uh, even though he's such a great player. I love sweet Ikea, by the way, best friend. Stego, stop. I will literally... I'm gonna mute you, Stego. I'm gonna mute you, Stego. Yeah, we're timing you out, Stego. There you go. <laughs> uh, there will be stream moderators after this, yes. Um... How do I make someone a moderator? I don't know. I'll figure that out after the stream. But <laughs> no, Stego did not get banned. I timed him out for 10 minutes. Um... <laughs> wow. Okay. That's pretty crazy. All right. We're getting a little bit off topic here. So, uh, <laughs> I will not be unmuting Stego, unfortunately, even if he is on my um, Asphodel team. By the way, y'all should compete in Asphodel. It'll be a good time. Um, other than that, uh, I have a shout-out to make on the cast. Y'all at 8 o'clock tonight should check out Clonkpog stream. Clonk, whatever you want to call him. He's doing like a late-night um, kind of like talk show podcast about all of CGL. Obviously, it's not oriented towards T3, <laughs> but it'll be, I think it's a really interesting concept. I'm personally going to show up and watch it in post. Um, and I think it's going to be really sick and such a cool idea. Also, Joker's Ransom plans to be putting on something of this similar magnitude. So check out him too. I love Joker. And finally, uh, Thoughts on Clonk's Asphodel T3 team? Uh, it's a bunch of T1 and T2 players. Uh, I think they're going to get absolutely smoked by the CCC T2 champion Celestial Lunar, plus their coaches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think for Asphodel, even though that's not a tournament I'm currently covering, their two contenders for T3 are going to be uh, just Ignition Fire Nation and uh, Celestial Lunar. Two best rosters right now. There's not very much competition. But other than that, no, no, they wouldn't. Lucky Titan is going to get, there we go. 
no need for that in my stream. We're trying to be, we're trying to be non-toxic here. Uh, so, with that being said, I think we're gonna close it out. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Podcast should be longer in the future for more coverage, stuff like that, with guests. Like I said, DM me. Um, nah, we'll probably have a podcast next week as schedules be finalized. We'll do sort of a power rankings with the teams we get more info about and do a little bit of like schedule predicting, power rankings, whatever. Um, okay, thank you. Don't evade bans. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Thank you for coming out to the stream. Have a good night.